Sir, thank you so much for joining me on Humzo Cinema. It's such a pleasure, such an honor. I'm the biggest fan. Um, I mean, I still remember I was in class 10th or 11th when Odan came out for the first time. It, that film significantly changed my life um, because I was still in school, struggling with issues of my own, and that film just kind of made me feel seen. And you know, and after that, Lutera and all the films that have come after that. So thank you so much. First of all, your films have been such an important kind of. Uh, it they have helped us in finding our own voices, both creatively as well as personally. So thank you so much for your cinema, for for your voice. Um, okay, so first of all, of course, you know, Jubilee. Especially since it is a show about films, it is a show about the movie world, and anywhere at Humans of Cinema, the question that I always start with is the films that have had the deepest impact on your life. But today, I want to start with specifically, if you have any specifically classic films, uh, maybe two from Hollywood or two international classic films and two classic Bollywood films or two classic Indian films for that matter that have had the deepest influence on your life while growing up, maybe even uh, got you started uh, in terms of your love for films. So I, if if I have to go uh, films specifically, so so there's two parts of it, right? One is just like which are the movies that you remember from your childhood, which are yeah. um, the ones that just got you into the movies, and then there's the the films that influenced you as a filmmaker. I think there's a one has to separate both those things. It's not it's not the same. It's not like yeah, ye picture dekhe jab main chhe saal ka tha to, masal mein director banjaunga. Aisa to kabi hota nahi hai. You don't realize that until you're like 18 or something. So when I was a kid, I grew up. Uh, I was born in the mid 70s. Grew up watching Amitabh Bachchan. Was the biggest fan, yeah. as I think every person my age at that time was. I think yeah. there was only one God, and he was Mr. Bachchan. And Correct. so, grown up, of course, watching Shole multiple times. And Amrakar Anthony was my favorite film. You know, mm. back in the day, which you know used to be the the, the family watch that that one would mm. kind of uh, do. And then as you know, he he. Uh, Whatever would come after that, yeah, of Mr. Bachchan, you know, Mard or Kuli or any of these things, and I think with mm. the rest of the country, everybody was when he got hit in Kuli and he was in hospital, the sabko pata tha. Even as a you know seven-year-old, you knew that he was in hospital, and so it was a big deal, yeah. So it was like, mm. um, but that was the yeah, that was the, the the getting into the movies, getting into what the adoration of of a star. You know, there was a there was a big difference mm. uh, in that. I think um, once. There was a choice to become a filmmaker, or what you know, when you want to be, what, what drives you. I I had a big, uh, unlike a lot of my contemporaries and 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 people maybe slightly younger than me, that I was had a massive rejection of Indian cinema in the 90s. I just didn't, okay, because of what was happening in Hollywood cinema in the 90s. When did you start discovering Hollywood films? As a kid, only you were watching them. As a kid, I think by the late 80s, we were already watching them already. Yeah, I mean, Back to the Future, Dekh Liya Tha, Die Hard, Dekh Liya Tha. When uh, Terminator 2 came out, it was like the biggest thing ever. Like correct. that film is yes. still, I mean, it's a poster somewhere. Yeah, yeah. It's just still like. Back to the Future ka to hai yeh pe. Wo to hai. This is like favorite movie. Yeah. Die Hard ka bhi kahin hai. Yeah. Idhar hai kahin. So that was because of what was happening there, and then that. The big James Cameron movies, or the you know the 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 action set pieces. Like I loved those films, and then you had in the 90s, which was the the whether it's Reservoir Dogs or Pulp Fiction or Danny Boyle doing Trainspotting, mm. or Nolan coming in with Memento, or you know. And so there, suddenly you felt that and David Fincher, you know, doing yeah. Seven and stuff. You're like, wow, this is just a whole other kind of cinema that I know that me and Anurag and a lot of us are very very influenced by that. So those are the broad kind of things. Specifically, when it comes to movies, I think with Indian movies, um, very influenced by Piyasa. Uh, I, I still remember the first time I saw Piyasa was at 
the original Mami, uh, I think it was 97 or 98 or something. There was a Tata Theatre in, in uh, the NCPA, had a double uh, evening screenings. Were, there was a, it was a Doctor Strange Love followed by Piasa. Okay. Okay. It was a most surreal double bill. <laughs> yeah. But. <laughs> Uh, so we went to see Doctor Strange Love and a lot of us are in the packed theatre for seeing Doctor Strange Love. Yeah. picture. Hai. But if anybody who's seen Doctor Strange knows that it's not a film you get in the first time you watch yeah. it. The humour is very like... Yeah. Hota. But if you've seen it before, it's fantastic. Yeah. So me and some other guy sitting next to me had seen it before. We were the picture. We were like laughing our asses off and all that. And then um, that film finished and then Piazza started and Piazza at time, pe, I think 80% of the audience left. Are you serious? Yeah, yeah. And it was just... Oh, wow. It was very surprising and very sad. And even then, when the 20% left, when the song starts, you know, like very RT South Bombay type <laughs> reactions would come. And very disheartening, but also when you're watching Piazza on a screen, it's quite an experience. And I think that film yeah. and just the artistry that Guru Dutt, I think, brought to the table. I think for me, watching that was, was, a, was a huge revelation in terms of, you know, the storytelling capabilities of what can one can do, um, mm. you know, of pushing the boundaries of having comical moments in a tragic film about a mm. poet, and then there's also mystery and mistaken identity, and kitta yeah. sara masala tha yaar us picture mein, yeah. you know. Even though on the surface it feels when you talk about people like Piyasa, they feel like oh tragedy, and it's not. It's just like yeah. there's so much more to it than just yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, than that. And I thought that was just phenomenal. Then after that was a discovery of uh, Ray, which has been another massive kind of revelation for me in terms of the just the breadth of stories that he's been able to tell, whether it's Charulota, whether it's Jol Shagor, whether it's um, any of the Apu trilogy, or Mahanagar, or Nayak, or Kapurush, Mahapurush. I mean, the guy, he's a magician. Like, every film yeah. of his is just completely, you know, magical and unique. And again, pushing the boundaries of storytelling, pushing the boundaries of shot taking. Like, and you look at it back in the day, like, I, you know, you can't believe that these guys are sort of like doing that kind of stuff. Um, so there's that. And then, so within, I mean, from race films, again, I can't really choose one. But the other films, if I have to choose, like, the two. Indian films that have influenced me the most, I would say one is Piyasa and I'd say the second is Black Friday. Okay. You know, because again, just um, Anurag at that time making this really, really layered, incredible mm. film about the blasts and yeah. about the way it happened, where there's a, there's, a, there's a sense of, there's a detachment and yet there's a sense of empathy for everybody in that film, yeah, not yeah. just, uh, you know. With much, much more nuance than what anyone else was doing at that time. 100%, much more nuance and just, and stylish and fun yeah. and great writing and great characters and, you know, like just great setups and again, you're just like, when someone pushes the boundary like that and, I've, yeah. and Black Friday, I mean, I, I had worked with Anurag on Pan, so I was a friend, I, mm. you know, I was going on set and then, on Black Friday, he wanted me to uh, cut the trailers of it and I, I did the original trailer and all the things and also I've seen that film multiple times, so there's a bit of a study that's kind of happened on that and I've always, every time I watch it, I'm always just, you know, just completely in awe of what, you know, um, what Anurag was doing in that film and the, mm. the way that, you know, how a director, a writer, everything kind of comes together to sort of like, I guess from Hollywood, it's kind of tough to say, this is Back to the Future's mm. Always like if I have to say if I choose one film as my favorite film is probably Back to the Future. But there's also right up there is Seven Samurai and yeah. everything that Kurosawa does. I mm. think is just phenomenal. Of course, 400 Blows. I, I know that it was a big influence for you. 400 Blows is a big influence. Um, uh, Hitchcock's work is a massive influence. Notorious is a huge influence.
uh, anything that Hitchcock does actually, mm. when it comes, especially from writing, how to write characters in situations has been a huge influence. And then in the 90s, like David Fincher has been my favorite go-to director. I think Fight Club is probably the film I've seen the most number of times. Just at any point in time, go back and watch them. Hmm. Um, Nolan's work has been massively influential about how to be able to take interesting cerebral subjects and turn them into these blockbusters, which you know, in, in the hands of any other filmmaker is just going to end up becoming yeah. one of those head scratchers. But Nolan turns them into these... Yeah. Event movies that uh, yeah. you know that that really engage you, and I think that's uh, it's fascinating. Yeah. So, huh? So that's a, long story short. One picture is not enough. There are many pictures. There are many filmmakers. It's not just about yeah. a film. It's about a filmmaker and there. Because once you, the thing is, then I, I think as a film student, it tends to happen. Once you've seen a film that or a filmmaker you really like, then you know, there's a mm. tendency to like really get into their entire filmography and saying, yeah, what have I missed? You know. Correct. So you go deep dive. Then it's a full yeah. deep dive into watching. Which currently, well, afterwards, even the modern day, whether it's uh, Michael Haneke, you know, to a certain point, yes. or Ruben Ostlund today, you know, yeah. where once you've yeah. seen Force Majeure in the square, and then you wonder, like, yeah, kya karta hai, Azmi? Kaise yeah. karta hai? What is the, you know, what's the, what's the thing? So. Yeah. I think this is a question that every person in India who, or actually around the world, even, that this is still a question, right? That means, who thinks that I want to be a filmmaker, I want to be a writer. First of all, he thinks that we go to film school or not. But then, you know, we, we look at you, we look at your journey, and we know that you are, you know, your learning happened in a very different way. So, I mean, one, where did your learning begin? Uh, and then second, uh, what, what do you think that a person if, let's say, if even I, let's say, want to have aspirations to be a filmmaker, um, what, is, what are some things that I need to keep in mind? So it's not, so it's not, um, there's no one magic answer. Honestly, I mm. think if I have to look back at my life, I think there's multiple things and some things I wasn't even aware of, something I've just been recently been made aware of or have, or have become aware of, you know, from my own kind of like. So, I guess the main part in a, in a sense is the uh, just the general love for the movies. I mean, the fact that you actually like the movies and like mm. going to the movies and like, you know, and you enjoy watching movies. I think that is a very, very important part of being a filmmaker. Mm. Um, I got... Lucky in a sense, and I've said this in many places, is that where I got lucky because uh, my mom started working as a production manager, you know, after my parents uh, divorced, and then there was the first job, and mm. when well, I was what ten or eleven, and we'd go to the set with her, and it'd be boring, yeah. मतलब इतना boring था कि यार ये लोग क्या कर रहे हैं, light चालू कर रहे हैं, पचास बार वही चीज़ कर रहे हैं, became very very painful to watch, and that point of time there was no नहीं filmmaking नहीं करना है, and not until I was like 17, 18, where she produced a show called Teen Talk, which was yes. on Doordarshan and DD Metro at that time. Um, which was where, because we were in junior college, it was more like, chal, you guys are Vela, you're sitting in the canteen all day anyway. You don't have to do anything, you're eating samosas, you're eating So, So, me and a bunch of my friends, including Vishal Sinha, who's now a DOP, he was a, you know, a friend of mine in, in, uh, in college. And um, we all started working because we were... Vela. And uh, that taught us once, the thing is that you realize that once you're in it, it's a very different kind of thing. And then you find, within that, then you find your affinity for, oh, I love the editing room or I love the shooting floor. I mm. don't like the research part very much. Production is not my thing, but art department costume is not my thing. But yes, you know, sitting in um, checking time code while I'm sort of shooting and marking and logging and, you know, those kind of things is a very old fashioned way. But, that became an affinity and suddenly you felt that the day is going like you know, it's just passing my that and then you... So I got lucky because I discovered that when I was 18. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. You know, some people don't discover that till they're twenty four, twenty five. There's, right. there's not. You discovered a moment of magic happens when you're eighteen years old, and suddenly you're in. Mm-hmm. Um, I did go to. I went to XIC after that for a year. Um, okay. XIC has a. I don't know. Yes. They, they probably still have it. The the film appreciate the the film film production course. A film production course. Okay. Yeah. Which is a, I think it's it's a year long course. You go twice a week in the evenings and then mm. Saturday Sunday full day. And mm. um, I was there in that course. Arti Bajaj, who's my editor, yes. it was also part of that course. Anurag, I think, had done that same course the year before that. And there was you know other people who you know we all ended up becoming friends with that. So what XIC was a little bit of formal in the sense that it's a professional course in that sense. It's not film school per yeah, se. Yeah. Um, what it does teach you what what xic did teach me is we used to have say classes in um, in uh, photography for example so the theory of photography you know oh. getting into that kind of stuff where you the interest level to understand what is shutter speed what is aperture hmm. uh, what's the relationship between shutter speed and aperture what is you know uh, shallow depth of field what is a non shallow depth of field right. Um, the fact that you understand the theory of those kind of things and yeah. then use it practically, and you were still at that point of time in an analog world, it wasn't a digital world, ke camera out how shoot karo, you still had to understand photography and shoot Correct. with film. Do. So, those things uh, helped. Um, the fact that you had to do everything in a group, and when you understand group politics, and when you understand how to work in a group, and how, to, how, to, how, do, how, does the, how do the group dynamics affect you in a positive and negative way, I think mm. that was a great learning that happened um, at XIC, okay. where you understand. Collaboration कैसे करनी है Collaboration With peers, how do you collaborate with peers to be able to sort of do something? How do you separate uh, that kind of stuff? And the third thing it teaches you, it does teach you, is the fact of just of of projection in the sense that what are you trying to say? And you're in film school, therefore you can try and say different things, but don't be afraid of putting yourself out there to be able to say yaar aise kahani karte hain ya aise karte hain waise karte hain that kind of stuff just like otherwise especially depends on your personality i am not the most outgoing personality i am someone who's kind of quiet but that ends up teaching you a sense of being able to be a part of a group you find a comfort level so it does teach you that hmm. it didn't teach me filmmaking i mean if i have to understand filmmaking ke yaar camera kahan lagate hain that kind of stuff that came from assisting bansali afterwards that right. came from that that was film school working okay. with him and hamdul jukesh was film school it was two and a half years you uh, it was um, 16 hours a day for for that paise nahi mil rahe the but one was you would i was there from from when the script was even before the script was written all through the writing of the script through pre production music settings shoot post editing dubbing mixing sab kuch 2.5 saal ke liye tum you know like it's like a yeah. full on um learning experience and that too it was one of the last films i think in the country that was edited on film so right. the, uh, the 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 concept of understanding how you edit you on were a part of the transition deck. that transition basically it was the last one i think yeah. it was one of the last one i think that's because sanjay and bela had a affinity for film and you could at that point of time still work on film then you yeah. know one did it after that to gaya even devdas immediately after that was shot on film but edited on avid and, okay. and So it, that and that learning is priceless, quite honestly. The old-fashioned way of saying, "Okay, we are shoot, we are shoot." We are monitor, not here. No one knows what's happening on a shoot. Only the cinematographer knows what he's seeing, mm. and the director can look through the eyepiece. Assistant directors are told, "Okay, this is the frame here to here. You have to sort of like do it. You're watching performances off camera. You have no clue. You shoot. You then go see rushes. Mm. Rushes. Me, everybody's scared because if there's a mistake, then everyone will be there because you yeah. made a mistake." that physical film then goes and gets edited that edited film how you sort of like take it you dub and you mix and you do all those things and finally when you see your 
your married print with the Dolby sound and color corrected thing and stuff and all. You're emotion. You're so emotional that you all of you have tears watching that stuff on screen for the first time because it's a it's mm. it's real you know process. Yeah. yeah so yeah. that was film school. That for me was was mm. the way, and that's practical, and that that is. Mm. But again, I've been lucky in the sense I I. You had some access. I had I I had the privilege of access to Bansali because he and my mom had worked together when he was an assistant and she was a production manager. दोनों ने साथ में काम किया था तो there was access to be able to you know um, there was access to uh, uh, to him. I was young enough at that point in time to be able to say you know like there was a thing when I started working when I was seventeen. I made my first film when I was thirty-two. Now people say thirty-two is very young to make a first film. I still had fifteen years of experience of working. Yeah, yeah, you started that young. That counts for a lot. Yeah. That counts for a hell of a lot. to have that experience of being able to work with yeah. sanjay with anurag to see different kinds of filmmaking to go through a transition of being able to see the analog phase to the digital phase and you know there's a comfort level of that you find yourself as a storyteller the kind of stories that you want to tell you're not trying to ape somebody you're not trying to be somebody else you're trying to you know discover your own voice um, through that there was that and then what i recently discovered as well is that when again when my when my i, I was given a camera when i was like a film camera to shoot or hot shot karke hota tha when you used to shoot so school trips and friends and that kind of stuff and all that um and again the indulgence came from my father that point of time and maybe he was you know he was also feeling ke aap de boss ke baad ke thoda isko indulge karte hain bacche ko so i used to you know that It's expensive, yeah. Shooting on film, you can buy it, you can process it. It's still like you know, course, even back in the what late 80s, early 90s, 100 rupees for the 100 processing. 200 rupees is a big deal yeah. to be able to shoot for 36 exposures. Yeah, it's like yeah. a. Yeah. But he indulged me in that, and I think that was another blessing because I started to see you start to see the world visually. You know, so when you're shooting just random pictures on a hot shot camera, when you're, um, when you're 13 and 14, but mm. by the time I'm 18 years old, I've bought. a second hand Nikon FM2 with a lens of understood photography and now photography I'm actually a photographer in the sense that there is a you've learned a skill mm. um and again picking up a skill takes a lot of time it takes time it takes effort it takes a lot of wastage um so therefore I can because I can see the world from a visual point point of view is why um mm. which makes me a better director in the sense that because I'm not I'm not dependent on somebody else is i to be able to tell me where i should be able to place the camera i'm not okay. dependent on on that i understand visuals as as much as anybody else and, but that again again that it's it seems like a learned skill but also if it's also it is a learned skill but it's also because i've it's a developed skill it's a developed skill it's something that that again and it's a, and, and again it's the moment of uh, it's a of luck in a sense of of having learned that from the time i was you know मतलब those are the films that now filmmakers are borrowing from right and those were the films those are filmmakers that were basically creating the language of cinema in, in the first place so when we watch a film like pyasa in today's time and watch a film like 400 blows in today's time um do you think that uh, a part of the appeal of those films also comes from the fact that they came at a particular time or do you think that even if the same exact film was made today it would have had the same impact 
No, I think everything has a time and a place. Um, and I think there's a moment, there's a moment for them. The timelessness of something, I think, comes. Um, I think there is a moment in time where something has to has to has to come. And if you take Jani Bhi the Yaro as an example, is the yeah. fact that the film um, has found its audience and its voice many many years later. Yeah. In fact, it, it wasn't it wasn't when it actually did come out that that. Uh, mm. Or with Andaz Apna Apna, any of these kind of things, that there is a growth. Or Agnipat also. I'm saying that there was, there's a there's a there's a there's a moment in time when it comes out, and it, it's not necessary that a film actually sort of like finds. Uh, for that matter, Lutera also. Lutera also. Yeah. That finds relevance, cultural relevance, you know, in a in a moment uh, yeah. over there. Um, it's I, it's tough to say right now. What I mean, it's with Citizen Kane being the the best example of something like that is the fact that today yeah. it's considered one of the greatest films in the history of uh, of cinema. Back then, you know. People are happy to burn it. Yeah. Hmm. So um, I think it, it, there's, there's, it, it's, it's really difficult to say. One, one has no idea. Like I have no idea what the reception to 400 Blows was when it did come out in the mid 50s, yeah. or what the reception to Piasa was when it came out uh, at that yeah. time. I, no one knows for sure. Um, so I, I do think, but I do think that when you, when something is made, which is, which is, which is already. Or which is terrific and which is a good movie in that kind of stuff will eventually find its audience in places. I think there is always a, a moment in time, yeah, quite honestly. Like you have had a, a few movies like that, right? Like Bhavesh Joshi was like that. It has found its audience now. So many people love it. I am a big fan. Uh, Lutera, of course. Um, and so how do you as a filmmaker navigate with that, especially in an industry that, I mean, especially in a country where मतलब ट्विटर पे बहुत सारे लोग बस ये बात कर रहे होते हैं कि इस फिल्म की इस दिन की कलेक्शन कितनी है मतलब ये लोगों का ये रोज की कॉन्वर्सेशन है ये तो ना कंट्री लाइक दैट हाउ यू हाउ डू यू पर्सनली नेविगेट विद दैट एंड ऑफ कोर्स लाइक डू यू आई एम शॉर्ट दैट यू गेट अफेक्टेड बाय इट व्हेन इट डज नॉट फाइंड इट्स ऑडियंस इमीडिएटली एंड हाउ डू यू काइंड ऑफ या लाइक नेविगेट विद इट नेविगेट थ्रू इट आई एम सॉरी या यू ऑनेस्टली ऑल यू कैन डू एंड एंड दिस इज द ट्रूथ ऑल यू ऑल यू कैन डू इन दैट मोमेंट इज is kind of i mean not self reflect also i just think it's a it's a question of saying okay what what is it exactly that didn't click in that moment what could you have done better uh yeah. what could what could have everybody obviously you know no one is going to no one no one goes to no one starts to make a film saying i want to make a film and i want i want um i want critical appreciation but i don't care if the audience comes and sees it that's not true yeah. No one does. मतलब हर फिल्म के साथ चाहते थे कि it reaches as much as many people as possible and uh, that's exactly what you want You have to know who your audience is when you're making the film in the first place, and so, which is why right in the beginning, just Oran ka pata hai mloko na ke it's a small film and it'll find its small its core audience and eventually it'll grow from there, right? Okay. Uh, even Lutera has been made. Lutera, I mean, that's something when everybody when it came out, everybody's like, "Arey yar, flop, flop, flop." And like, fact of the matter is that the film actually made money, and we were nobody lost money on that film at all. It's just okay. the fact that because of the expectation of Ranveer Singh's next film, so Nakshi Sinha's next film, and right. so on, the expectation ke yar. Okay, okay. It's going to be a you know 30 crore weekend. It didn't happen, and that's but that's not the film it was anyway. वो script पढ़ते सबको पता चलेगा this is not the film. Mm. Um, so there is a there there is a there's a utopian world. I think a lot of us filmmakers believe that the fact that okay when a film will will launch, it will eventually find its word of mouth and find its audience and go and and go out there and um, and do something. Um, the reality is the fact that we are not set up in an industry. um and a system um theatrically that allows a film to breathe uh, at all it's unfortunate um yeah. the us has 30000 screens we have 10000 screens hmm. for what's four times the population of the us we have 
you know, a third of the screens that they have. Mm-hmm. Films can breathe in America. They can breathe on screen. You release a film, you know, an opening video doesn't perform. It has time to be able to find its audience, which is why indie films still work in, in the theatrical market. Which is why you'll find movies running for three, four, five months uh, in yeah. the US where even your biggest blockbusters here are gone in six weeks because yeah. we just don't have enough theatres. It's not that. So the utopian system ends up becoming the fact that, okay, you believe that a film can breathe and find its audience theatrically. It doesn't. Eventually it finds it online. And maybe that is the maybe that is the way, I think. And yeah. this is true for even for my films, whether it's uh, Uran or Lutera or Bhavesh. They've all found their audience post whether it's on DVD or whether it's on streaming or whether it's via piracy or whatever. They found their audience afterwards and so chalo, you realize, okay, okay, this is not this is not a theatrical film. Maybe this should have been a series. Maybe this should have been something else. Or maybe this was the um, this was a mistake made on this. So you deal with it. So, but the other part is also is that it's not just pure filmmaking. Also, I believe that marketing plays a huge part in in a lot of these in a, in a lot of uh, movies like and I, and I believe that some of it was I believe some of Ma- Bhavesh's failure was a marketing failure as well I think there was something there which just wasn't quite okay. didn't quite click in the sense of being able to tap into the real audience that might have come in had they you know um, known the kind of thing the idea of doing a song for example was a bad idea um, I think Lutera the expectations from from what sort of set itself out to end up becoming this like classical love story which it wasn't really you know I think and so it was a pitching off the film from a from a pure marketing perspective as for what the first trailer should have been and the first impression should have mm-hmm. been, whether that would have set the expectations right because it, it tends to happen. You expect something, you go on. But anyway, all of that is a post-mortem here. End of the day, it's just, yeah. Yeah, you, just <laughs> you just, you you move on and you make a story and mm-hmm. you live in the moment and you do it for a year and year and a half and two years and then Correct. you're on after that. Okay, so... Um, about Julie, I mean, uh, I was just telling you before we started that I loved the show. I've seen two episodes, but they're both phenomenal. I can't wait to see the rest of it. Um, but, I mean, of course, one of the things that uh, reached out to me so much is, is the amount of, of course, the effort, the time that you can see has been spent on the world building. Um, you know, you have, like, we have read these articles about Mad Men having spent some time on even getting the ice cubes of the period right and all of that, right? So. Did you have stuff like that, that you were very particular about ki, matlab, these are the things that I want, that I know for sure that these things need to be right with respect to the period? No, there's a lot of stuff, uh, there's a lot of stuff that, that one has tried to even get at. The problem is that in so many places we don't even have, one is that you don't physically have. So for example, I tried for a lot in, in the very, very first episode, the very first shot, there's a can, the can is open and there's a reel of film inside. And the real film in the center of it, what holds it together, what is spun around is called a bobbin. Okay. Right? And that bobbin is plastic. And it shouldn't be plastic, ideally. There were plastic bobbins back then, but ideally there should have been a metal bobbin. We couldn't find one. Oh. We couldn't find a metal bobbin anywhere. And I think that um, there are those kind of things that need image only honestly only I know and a few other people sort of like recognize the entire fact that that is there. But yes, the idea is that you want to be able to go. So our projectors are period correct, our cameras are period correct, everything is period correct. Okay. Now, for example, the actual film film, at that point in time, they'd use nitrate film. Nitrate film to hai abhi. So we're using hmm. um, laminated, normal, you know, like what, 35 millimeter laminated film that we use. So again, from a pure period perspective, it's incorrect, but hmm. um, again, uh, only Does it make a difference know. to you, like as a filmmaker, does it, make a, does it bother you while making it kya shit? Then you bother karta, but when you also, but that's also the practical. There's a there's a practicality to it as a, as a filmmaker also. You know it's not possible to get it hmm. here, 
Yes, if I was doing this in the UK or the US or wherever and mm. I had, you know, Tarantino's budget, for sure, mm. by all means. Uh, so there's a certain practicality that you understand, the fact right, that it's right. not available and there's certain things you win, certain things you're okay to sort of like uh, let go. It's like, I understand why it's not possible. But wherever it's, it is possible, then we've made full effort to make sure that everything is there. The authenticity of the tickets of the era, the authenticity right, right. of... Um, the posters, obviously, the art direction, the glasses that they would use, the glasses they would wear in their thing, the pipes, the watches, uh, the clothes, mm. the fabric, the, you know, there is a massive authenticity that we've gone with, with you know, with, with, uh, with all that sort of stuff. No, so much of that, that my, uh, having been an assistant with Bansali on Alhamdulillah Cinema, I've also understood how film works, therefore editing works, therefore what double joint kya hota hai, uh. therefore when you see the stuff, even though it's digital, when it's on screen, we're projecting digitally, the fact that I made my assistant Jasmine actually take leader Whoa. and actually write on the leader. So if you if you do it at any point in time, see it and pause it and slow it down, it'll actually say what the real film is on the leader as you're kind of like watching it. Like, I mean, I was like, boss, it has to be as the beeps and, you know, the joints and the scratches on the film and you know, all that kind of stuff is very authentic. That okay, is what okay. we're And you know, this is the second project that in where you are in a way also exploring stardom, right? Um, so, one, uh, what draws you to the subject of stardom, first of all? No, sir, I think I, I just like the idea of just the, 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 this make-believe world that one ends up creating every day that we end up going to set. You're, mm. you're making a world that you're making people buy into your vision or your make-believe world of a mm. story. And you're suspending, the audience is suspending their belief to kind of walk in. I find that very fascinating. So I think uh, Jubilee especially. My, my, the very first film I wrote with Bhavani Iyer was a film called Bombay Talkies, which was about yeah, a director. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, so there's an affinity, I think, and maybe it's the age. And I became assistant when I was like 17, 18, you're walking in onto this, you know, whatever, at, at age 20, walking onto a big set and seeing all these lights and all that kind of stuff. And you're like, wow, this visually looks incredible. And how cool is it to sort of like be behind the scenes of this? And I think mm. um, it comes from that place. Um, I think the affinity for, for that world comes from comes from, from that emotion of when I was on a set for the first time and how things work behind the scenes. But I just love the idea of uh, of creating this, you know, this this make-believe world and so the world to create the make-believe world. Kafi meta, but which is also yeah, there's a certain kind of like um, metaness to sort of like uh, to that. Um, and Jubilee comes from there, but I think we've also been very on on Jubilee. I think one is the yes, the this what goes on behind the scenes of that world, and but I think also um, just the idea of having these really interesting characters. Yeah, I think that's the number one part of Jubilee. The fact that you have these really really interesting characters, very dramatic narrative, um, and people you want to invest in to be able to see what happens to them. I think that's the mm. main part of it. Yeah. Okay, okay, um, and. Um, also, I mean, one of the one other conflict that I've explored in the show is this conflict that used to exist between theatre and cinema back then. Um, it's not as prominent as uh, as it must have been back then. Another, it, it was also explored in Nayak, right? Nayak, that was a central conflict of the character as well. So, again, like, uh, how did you figure that that was something that you wanted to keep in the show? Uh, that, that that was a conflict that you wanted to hinge it on. So again, the conflict hinges mainly on Jamshed Khan's dilemma, and it's not. Uh, I think one of the look, one of the one of the 
one of the key things that one needs to do, especially when doing something like Jubilee, and I think this is something that Atul and me were very, very conscious of. The one thing we were conscious of right in the beginning was the fact, or, or maybe when he would do it and I would be the one who's like the gatekeeper of saying that there are things we will understand as people who are insiders versus what people on the outside will understand. Mm -hmm. The moment you let your agenda override your story, um, people will see through it and then they know that there's a certain, uh, that you're being dishonest. Not dishonest, but you're being obtuse about it. Um, so I think the focus for us always was everything has to come in through, whatever we're trying to say needs to come in through the perspective of characters and of people. Um, so the whole cinema versus okay. uh, cinema versus theatre mm -hmm. is Jamshed's dilemma. It. It's not a statement that one, one is trying to make that statement. You make a you 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 throw thought in there but about. But you felt the like it must have been correct according to the times, basically. Hundred percent, it's yeah. correct according to the times because at that point of time you had it was the whole um, the talkies, and when we say talkies, there's a very specific thing. Today movies are not considered. The fact that when the talkies came in, they were movies that were replacing um, silent movies. Hmm. Up till the time that the silent movies became talkies, there was silent cinema, which was you would go into a theater and you'd watch a movie, and it was silent, and an orchestra would actually play uh, live music for you, hmm. or it would play off the thing, and you were watching silent reels of 10-20 minutes. If you wanted to watch the talkies, you'd go to the theater, hmm. and you'd see a play, hmm. which was two hours long. Right. The talkies essentially changed the two-hour theatrical format into the movies and so when they said talkies khagai theatre ko is that's what that what is that's what happened is right. the fact that had cinema continued along its way for a little bit more time the, the theatre would have also had more time to be able right. to um, Might have survived in some way. Might have survived in a far more robust sort of yeah. way. Yeah. Um, Coppola has said this at some point he believes the talkies came in too early. He believes that there should have been a little bit more time for cinema to find its own feet as a uh, as a medium as a cinema as an ex, you know a visual medium uh, yeah. and i and i believe that i believe the talkies like cinema from whether it's the movies of buster keaton and charlie chaplin you know who have created an art form out of it in the you know in the 20s and and yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, and the talkies come along and then suddenly we are into saying okay let's take plays and let's take Julius Caesar and let's turn that into a movie so people can go and yeah. see it. It's like no, we should have let cinema express itself a little bit more time before you kind of like do that. But anyway, that's all. That's just. Uh, do you think that there was much more visual ingenuity back then in the... Yeah, 100%. I think visual ingenuity, if you look at, it's not just about Buster Keaton and Charlie Chaplin and, you know, Battleship Potemkin and, and those kind of movies. I think the visual, yeah. I think there was an ambition back then to be able to tell interesting stories and, and try and do something. I think the limitations of what faced uh, Chaplin and Buster Keaton back then is what made their movies amazing and made yeah, their things right. amazing is because they had the limitation of not having sound. Why we still get amazed when we come across those videos, right? 100%. I've shown it to my daughter recently and she was amazed. She's like, yeah. the fact that you're actually understanding everything that's happening in a movie yeah. where no one's saying anything, it's all silent and you're still being able to do that. I think that's, that's fascinating. It's magnificent to be able to like think of that and, and that was cinema. That was cinema. That was cinema's own medium which I just, you know, which is a bit of a, you just feel that yeah. if only um, but chalo, that's whatever. It's almost a hundred years in the past, so um, <laughs> it's okay. I, I I believe, as in, and whether it's it's filmmakers in India or internationally, I think that even through the, which is why the golden era in Jubilee is important because that was the time that a lot of the filmmakers were telling unique stories, which were you know pioneering stories in a certain sort of sense, and mm. and and uh, daring and ambitious and. 
whether it's Raj Kapoor making Avara at the time, you know, about this this vagabond and you know falling in love with this, but the the vision that he has in Gharaya Mera Pardesi of like sort of like doing Correct. that is, is phenomenal. Or whether it's what Gurudath is doing, or whether it's what uh, Vijayanand did afterwards, you know, when pushing the envelope and Dil Kamhavar Kare Pukar inside that entire sort of like set, or what Kurosawa was doing with Seven Samurai, yes. or Hitchcock was doing with any of his movies. I think there is a certain pioneering approach that hmm. that has uh, that was happening there, which I think is lessened now. I think the ambition yeah. of movie makers to be able to tell phenomenal stories outside of their comfort zones is um, yeah is diminished. Yeah. Okay. On an ending note, I just have one last question. What is happiness for you? How do you define happiness? How do I define happiness? I mean, on a, <laughs> on, a, on, a, on a professional level, happiness is, I think, and as I said, this is like it, it's when, 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 the, um, when the material is good and the writing is good and uh, you have a great crew and a great cast and, and uh, all that sort of comes together in the best possible way and everyone is like, I'm, I will spend half a year, 200 days of a year shooting. And I think for me, that's the ultimate happiness is to be able to find when everything comes together. And I think that, you know, when your material and your people and, and your look and your feel and your music and all that kind of stuff comes together, where it's all just one target at the end and there's a great synergy in the entire sort of like space to be able to like know exactly what you're making. I think that is professional um, happiness. Uh, yeah, personally, happiness is such a, a thing. Watching a great movie is is genuine. Watching a great series is is happiness. Watching the first episode of Succession <laughs> was was pure <laughs> happiness. Um, uh, you know, spending time with my family, spending time with my my daughter, wife, dog. I mean, all of those things. Traveling yeah. that's happiness. I think there's a there's a thing. Um, so yeah, there's no yeah. How do you how do you, matlab, do, wait, how do you have one answer for that? Yeah, yeah there, there isn't right. Matlab, isilye, matlab, which is why. Like everyone has their own definition of happiness and just um, kind of interesting to see what happiness means to every to person, you know. Uh, but sir, on that note, uh, thank you so much. It's thank been you. it's been a pleasure. It's been pleasure, an honor. Ashit. Thank you. And uh, yeah, um, this was Vikramaditya Mutwani and uh, what Jubilee event comes out? Yes, <laughs> April 7th. <laughs> on Prime Video. On Prime Video. <laughs> <laughs> on Prime Video, yes. That's important. <laughs>